Hey, welcome to Kingdom Talks Media News. I've, you know, I've done several shows today and uh, I had to restart over and over because I kept messing up the intro. But hey, <laughs> welcome everybody. Glad you're here. We are going to be sharing some uh, news tonight as well as some perspectives. We've got our our group here with us, uh, Victor Jenkins and Michael Van Zanten and Nicholas Sargent are going to be joining us tonight. So, <laughs> whew, it's been a, it's been a, a fun time. Uh, we just had like a 60 degree temperature drop from, um, I think Monday, it was 88 degrees here in Colorado Springs. And then the low on Tuesday, which is today. Wednesday. Oh, yeah, with today's Wednesday. See, I'm really messed up. I mean, this whole weather thing has got me going. Anyway, the low was like 19, 19 wow. degrees. It was uh, quite wow. a quite a difference. And it yeah. snowed. So, And then I think in two days, we're back up in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I'm looking here on a page here, and it said like four states. I see five with, with uh, snow. You had Colorado with uh, Alamosa at 14 inches, and Wyoming and Montana and South Dakota. In some other place, like 45 semi-trucks are blown over by wind in Utah and stuff like that. So some crazy it's weather been going pretty on. crazy. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot going on, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, honey, are you ready? We're going to jump in I'm ready. Sure. All right. So if you're on YouTube or Facebook, then uh, we encourage you to get in with your comments and share there. And I apologize. I don't know that our Zoom number for the uh, webinar even got out, but it is the same one that we used last week. So if you happen to know that number, you can jump on. I don't have it at the moment, but uh, I do encourage you to go ahead and jump on and join us either way. So you can give, get us your questions, um, your comments. We'd love to hear them. So are we ready, hon? Sure. All right. So this week we are looking at bringing Father's kingdom to your country. This is pretty important because one of the things we want you to start thinking about is what kind of kingdom do you want your country to be like? Yeah. Uh, we got so many different views and perspectives coming from different people that it's really kind of challenging to, um, you know, know which one to go with. But our heart is always to go toward kingdom. Yes. You know, who is the candidate that is talking about bringing kingdom, something closer to kingdom? You know, Democratic, Republican, uh, parliamentary, wherever you're from, <laughs> you know, some of it's pretty good. Some of it is pretty good sometimes and yet it's still not kingdom and what we want to move toward is kingdom so that's what we're going to look at a little bit today um so honey why don't you go ahead so we're going to start with some good news Twelve thousand worshipped at the capital of sacramento this last uh sunday our home stomping ground yeah, yeah. we wish we were there that we could we have joined in although the temperatures were 109 <sighs> degrees so i don't know uh, <laughs> here's 19 degrees in there <laughs> Yeah, not that was Sunday. So but uh, just amazing that that many people came out, and that estimate was by the uh, capital, you know, security. It wasn't like uh, people uh, evacuating. Throwing out numbers. Last uh, evangelisticing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the key things that they were looking at and really standing against is a new bill that passed uh, in California that reduces the sentence on sex offenders if the child is willing. There are no willing children in sexual abuse, and that is not okay. Uh, there's some other funny uh, laws that are being made in California, like uh, in Southern California, there was a DA's office that they were talking about um, that if you were looting and you were in need, then that, that would mean a reduction, that they had to include that into their summation of what they were doing. Now, a lot of the looting was like at Best Buy, you know, and it's I like, I have to TV. have a new computer. <laughs> I need a new computer. Um, I don't know that that counts, but <clears throat> kind of ridiculous. It's like crime is crime. And yes, you do look at different circumstances, but once you start going there, then it's like, hey, everybody could say, well, with COVID-19, I'm in need. So I'm just going to go loot as many places and buildings and I won't be held accountable for it. Yeah, it is pretty strange. So you guys on Zoom, you know, you guys just jump in anytime you got something to add or share. Yeah, two questions or one comment and a question. One, that 109 temps is amazing in Sacramento. In light of, I heard something about 125 degree heat index because of the fires, but contrast that with the weather comment we just talked about with these yeah. sinking temperatures. Just, I mean, Colorado, same state, you have fires going on and then you had uh, snowfall. What's going on with that? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of a bizarre contrast. 
Um, and as far as the um, the sexual offenders part, uh, what Adina, did you see any background on why someone would, why, what, what this whole thing of a child being willing? I mean, I know in the context of sexual trafficking that you have people who are softened, people who are, um, they're put into a mindset even that they're yeah. the problem, they're the victim and all that. So like what precedent was the catalyst for even saying that besides just corruption, hey, we want more of this abuse going on behind the scenes. What was it, the surface story to even have a willing child? Yeah. In the yeah, it is extremely bizarre. And I don't know where I heard it from, but somewhere I thought I'd heard along with that bill or maybe it was some other bill, but that uh, this age bracket went down to four years old. Is that, yeah, I, think that might I don't be, know if yeah. that's true or not, but even so, even just, you know, preteens or, or early teens, that is a manipulation process that almost anybody, uh, that an adult that is trying to put a child into that situation is obviously, you know, using some type of manipulation and or the adult should know better to allow uh, a young child to even think that way or want to go that way. Yeah. That's just not, um, not healthy. <laughs> if you could fly above the radar for just a little bit, we're talking about politics, right? Yes. And political moves occur in a place way different from where the rest of us spend our time. Now, certainly the bill is reprehensible to even consider what they're talking about is reprehensible. However, the persons submitting the bill may be trying to effect something somewhere else. You know how sometimes you get a law passed and they have something on the call, like, like an insurance, they call it a rider, but they have yeah. certain things that you have to do. If you're gonna, if you're gonna pass this bill, you're gonna do this. Well, if you pass this bill, I'll let you do that. So the political gamesmanship that go on yeah. kind of makes you wonder if somebody is really ignorant enough to expect that bill to pass or are they submitting that bill in the hopes that something else is going to happen? That's true. It's a good point. Yeah. All right, honey, go ahead. All right. So another big story, this uh, probably didn't hear it in the mainstream media, but uh, we believe it is, is that uh, Trump was bringing together Serbia and Kosovo. So Friday, President Trump met with leaders of both countries to bring economic normalization. And this paves the way for potential diplomatic relations between Kosovo, which is a Muslim country, and Israel. And so it, we're just um, amazed and delighted with what Father is moving in the Middle East, uh, the different peace treaties that are being made, and believing that this uh, is on Father's heart to bring peace. And, and again, what's not hitting the news is really pretty fantastic. Um, when you look at what, uh, th this is, uh, I think it's Imam's sermon, you know, he calls for Muslims to respect Jews. Um, so his message called for Muslims to practice religious tolerance, especially toward Jews, and interpreted by Arab media as an endorsement for normalization of ties with Israel. There's a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East right now that is not hitting the news. It's not getting the attention that it really should. And um, apparently, you know, and, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter because I'm a, you know, fan of Trump and, you know, all, all crazy about that. But I do believe that he is doing some yes. fantastic things. And I guess he's up for a Nobel Peace Prize because of all the negotiations that he is uh, helping with in the Middle East and, and with Israel. And this is pretty um, amazing about this Imam who did this is that uh, several years ago, he was a, a quite radical anti-Israel, anti-Jew, um, very anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm. And he, he based his sermon on early documents about how Muhammad uh, interacted with the Jews. Mm. And, you know, so it's like, this is father turning the hearts. And so we were very glad to see that. It is good. It is good. And then eight more children, uh, missing children, were rescued in Indiana. It's just exciting to see how um, the issues with human trafficking are, are being exposed and that there's all these children being rescued from different states. Now, the, um, one of the, the main marshal, uh, this was a statement he made, as successful as this operation was, there is a harsh reality here. The harsh reality is, gee, why are we doing this in the first place? 
Why do we have missing endangered children, he said. The stats are that in every 40 seconds, there is a child abducted in the United States. And th those are troubling statistics. Um, when you begin to go beneath the surface and see the amount of human trafficking that takes place, it really is very sickening and heartbreaking. But for us, the encouragement is, again, regardless of what you think about you know, Trump as a person, he is doing a lot of amazing things. And one of the big things is uh, putting a halt to the human trafficking. A lot of people you know, are against the border wall and think he's racist and all this. When the amount of human trafficking and drugs that is being stopped because of the wall uh, is amazing. And so we're just excited to see how Father is bringing this to the surface, that these children are being rescued and want to do everything we can in the spirit to help them uh, be restored into fullness of life. Yeah, on that note, um, as you were just talking about the human trafficking, I thought of, uh, and you were just mentioning, you know, kind of uh, lauding Trump, I thought too of just the heavenly perspective on this this news show and how someone like um, Karina Pataki has been leading groups of folks on the human trafficking case and she goes into some, you know, even just strange things in the heavenly realm. And it makes me wonder exactly what the correlation is between the two the things that she and her people are doing and folks like her yeah are binding up so that they can't have effect or that they that the effects of that start happening on the earth and then folks like trump or folks like that are doing those types of things all of a sudden get the revelation get the strategy um they get the the break from the spiritual forces that might be opposing what they might try to do and just yeah imagining the liaison between those two um those two strategies heavenly and earthly reflections that is yeah that's and that's the importance and the the, the uniqueness of of our show here is that we are absolutely looking at what we do in the heavens and how it affects the earth that we're not just doing stuff for fun and crazy stuff but literally seeing the results of what we're doing in the heavens and how it's affecting the earth and there's people all over the world now that are doing this and we're seeing fantastic results as we engage in the heavens first and get instruction from the father as well as as engage with the courts and so forth the impact on the earth has been phenomenal and i think that's going to continue to grow as we learn better and better how to do this and it takes practice we don't practice we don't learn and so it, it takes that engagement so encourage anyone who's listening share this get people on get more people watching so that we can all begin to engage and those who have never done it before can begin to learn what it means and how it works to engage in the heavens first and then take action in the earth it's like 10 to 100 times better than just working from this realm. And it, it is amazing. We do have a, a group that I'm working with that is dealing with this topic. And it is amazing week by week to see we do something in the heavenly realm and we are seeing shifts in yeah. the earth. And that has just been amazing to us in every way. It is. It is. Well, and it's really, uh, really the only hope in the midst of uh, the, the sickening first thing you said about California and the uh, children of you know, in any form of consent, which is absolutely absurd, obviously. And then hearing, you know, every 40 seconds a child's being abducted. I mean, just putting those two things together can't help a person but feel incredibly sad and slightly, slightly sickened. Uh, except, of course, uh, the good news is we can engage in these things in the heavenlies and really make a difference uh, through that as well. Yeah, yes. it, it is a fairly new thing to a lot of people, but it is so worth, you know, diving in and uh, what can it hurt? You know, give it a try. Get engaged with some people that are doing it and finding the, the effectiveness. And I believe the effectiveness, um, yes, you can have a, a good, strong effect as an individual, but that is just magnified and multiplied when you when you step into an ecclesia, a small group of people who are doing it together as one body changes everything. But just the fact that we can begin to step in and practice is is important. Yeah. All right. So looking at a little good news on on another thing would be the economic recovery that the employment unemployment is down eight to eight point. It's down to eight point four percent from a high of almost 15 percent. And then the underemployment also fell from 14.2% to oh, 22. No, 
to Oops, switch that around. <laughs> she's she's tricking me. She made the slides, and so one goes one way, one goes the other. All right. Anyway, we've got um, we've got things moving in the right direction. We want to keep you know moving in this direction, and I can't help but say again that I you know I believe Trump is doing the right thing. Um, it, it is tough under the circumstances. You know, COVID is a real thing. It's very contagious. Uh, we just had a bunch of people around us here get it. But honestly, you know, for most people, it's not as bad as, uh, you know, the news and the media want to make it out to be. Now, again, if you're elderly or if you have underlying conditions, definitely something you want to take precautions and uh, stay safe. We've been saying that from the beginning. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, it can take people out. My, you know, I think I said last week, my, my uh, sister, my half sister, her stepmother, um, uh, you know, she unfortunately fell to it and, uh, you know, she passed away. So, you know, it's hitting home. It's getting close to us in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, my sister, uh, you know, is, is um, been tested positive, but, you know, all she's had is the sniffles. So, you know, it hits everybody in different ways. And so, um, you know, that, that is true and real, but shutting the economy down worldwide and all the chaos that that's caused has just not made any sense at all. It still does not make any sense. Um, I think anybody who has, um, been engaged with this, you know, there's been a lot of doctors that have, you know, come to the same conclusion that it's, it would be, and still would be much wiser to let it run its course with those who are healthy you know, again, keeping those who are elderly and have underlying conditions, keeping them safe and quarantined so that they ideally don't get infected, but let the rest of the people run their lives and live their lives. And if we get it, we get it. You know, we, we go out just like you do with any other flu. You know, you take a few days off. Um, this case, it does seem to be that it lasts for about two weeks. And that's really how God designed our immune system was not to shut off and isolate, but that as we're exposed to many different things, our immune system adapts and, and grows. And so actually locking down has made it worse. So of course there's a spike after a lockdown because that's just the way it is in nature. It's not something like, oh no, you know, we've got to do this. So. So, Victor, I would be curious if you have a different perspective because you are you you've been a nurse. I'm not sure if you still are, but I know that was your your uh, occupation for quite some time, and you've had COVID. So, you got any other thoughts? I can echo the thoughts I've had before, which is God took me through it, and God actually is the healer. In fact, God does all the healing, even the doctors and the medical professions and what what they do. God does all the healing. There's an old saying that says the doctor dresses the wound and God heals it. You probably don't realize it, but if you break your bone, it's going to heal and there's not anything the doctor can do to stop your bone from healing. This COVID-19 has taken many people, not just me, has actually built up our faith some because while you, when you have an experience and you think you're going to die, if you're continually <laughs> speaking the word, like we are taught to speak the word at my church, and at the, on the other side of it, when you're recovered, you go, wow, that was something else. But then the next big insult that you get, be it something to do with your health or something to do with something else, your faith has been strengthened by the fact that you live through COVID-19 <laughs> and living to tell about it. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> well, want to hear you guys. Um, what kind of news do you guys bring to the table tonight? Well, you know, I, I was thrilled. I, uh, I I had something early this morning, and I thought, you know, we don't usually want to talk at all too close, you know, too much politics. But that was the word I got this morning. All of a sudden, I I didn't know the topic until we you literally started, and I, I really woke up with one key thing for me personally. Uh, and again, we always uh, ask the Father. But I, I just look at, the, and I know this is another tough issue, but the issue of abortion and uh, the way that, uh, that that is seen in the two political parties. I'm talking as a Canadian. I'm not going to be voting down in the States. I have incredibly strong opinions about it. Uh, but boy, I, I just can't imagine that, uh, you know, as we, a people of faith, don't see that as an incredibly significant, I mean, just the fact of third trimester and infanticide stuff, it just, it's so unbelievable 
that that's even on the on the table, not only on the table, but voted in in certain states. Um, it just to me is one of the major things that I, I just felt the Lord wanted me to bring up today as uh, something that, that really I think people need to look at as one of the topics. I know it's not the only one, but boy, I think it's really on public's heart for, uh, for something to look at. I appreciate you bringing that up. And I, I was, if I had had time, I was going to make a slide with kind of some comparisons of the different platforms and what they stand for. Um, and again, not like trying to get people to vote a certain way, but just going, hey, this is what it looks like. You know, here's someone who is standing for life, very strong pro-life. Um, I think I, I read something about the most pro-life president that there's been. Yeah. as well as stopping human trafficking right. and you know and again it's whether you you know don't like some of the things he does or says it's like that is a huge record and then take the economics um he is a businessman and he, you know i believe he is someone who can help us fully recover um this article i was reading today you know it says the worst thing we could do is raise taxes and that's what Biden wants to do is raise taxes and more government regulation and control, um, really taking us into more the Marxist, socialist, communist, you know, type of thing. And so regardless of personality, regardless of any of those kind of things, just on the basis, you know, of those things that you brought up, um, it, to me, it's a no brainer. You know, yeah, since no, I 100 percent agree. Since, since you had the nerve to bring up politics, <laughs> Let, let's, let's talk about it just a little bit, just a little bit. My belief, and I get that it's my belief, is that no one is walking around waiting for somebody to tell them to change their mind. Nobody is waiting, to, is thinking, man, I sure hope somebody tells me something so I can prove that I'm wrong and be different. Nobody's that way. So as a result, people feel a certain way. And when you look at the landscape, there's a certain amount of people that feel this way and a certain amount of people that feel the other way. In the circles I run in, it seems like our election is going to hinge on the minority vote. And one party has been successful in demonizing the other party in terms of minority affection. Yeah. Recently, <laughs> a person from the music community who really has no skills or no ability to talk politics had the opportunity to interview Mr. Joe Biden. Now, the group I'm talking about are the black folks. Now, as I told you, the election might be on whoever can impress them the most. Yeah. And she was having an interview with Joe Biden and really she wasn't all that educated. And then there's this other person on the other side that nobody is familiar with, who is a young black person that's staunchly conservative, that's been stomping for President Trump ever since she heard that he was running for president. And talk, talking about how God does things, right? Well, when she heard about Joe Biden being interviewed by this person from the music industry who has no political savvy, well, she created a video and she's talking about this person and she's talking about the interview and the interview that she had with that person or the video that she had talking about that person was seen by people who would never even think of listening to her. Yeah. But, but because of the influence of the person who was interviewing Joe Biden, because she has a huge, huge following some people, some black folks who wouldn't have never heard from Candace Owens, they heard from Candace Owens. And really and truly, if you were to look at what's being offered by one party as opposed to the other, if you were to look at the, 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 the platform and the policies of different parties and ignore all the other stuff, you, you'd all probably make the same decision. So while you might not understand it, I might not understand it, and the inevitable battle between good and evil is going to continue no matter what happens. It's always going to be good against evil and evil against good, and good is just going to be a little bit stronger. You just never know what's going to happen or how God's going to use it. So I'm excited about that. That I mean, that's the bit of news I was going to share. I'm excited about the fact that those two people 
got to trade barbs with one another because more people in the black community are able to hear what she had to say. Well, and, and so, Victor, because um, I, I wasn't savvy to the video or, or anything that happened on that, um, uh, I'm just curious. Did, I mean, which way, if if the black community were watching it, which way might you think they would be swayed to vote after seeing that video? Because I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. If, if the black people were watching it and listened to the facts, they would tend not to vote for Joe Biden. You see, okay. One of the things that, that Joe Biden and his party have done over the years is they have demonized the Republican Party as being racist. It began in 1964, I think, when Lyndon Johnson ran for president. Lyndon Johnson painted Barry Goldwater as a racist. And the odd thing is, Barry Goldwater was anything but a racist. Yeah. But he made the mistake of voting against the Civil Rights Bill of 1964. So ever since Lyndon Johnson succeeded in painting the Republicans as racist, then the black folks became a one issue political entity. And since that time, 90 to 95% of the black folks have been voting for Democrats. Well, now some of the leaders in the black community, I say black community because the black community, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't exist anymore because we all as black people don't have the same life. We, we are just as diverse and, 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 yeah. and mixed in than any other group of people. Yeah. But, ever, but a few people, like people that you will learn more of just because you know me, otherwise you don't have any reason to even know who they are. But they're beginning to tell the Democratic Party, you know, you can't just take for granted that we're going to vote for you. So you got, you know, what are you going to do for us? What are you going to bring us? And, 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 and that's where they stand. When they look and see what the president has done, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Second Step Act, but President Trump instituted something called the Second Step Act, which is a program that allows some of the nonviolent offenders, black people, to get out of prison early and help them find jobs. President Trump had a meeting where he had between 15 and 20 black pastors at the White House on 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 a what's the word a powwow round table oh yeah, yeah a powwow tom table yeah and and then some people were demonizing their black pastors because they went in the White House with President Trump but really can you imagine you an old man talking to your grandchildren telling said you know I had a chance to go to the White House to talk to the president of the United States, but but I ain't go because because I ain't like him, so I didn't go. <laughs> but but, I, but 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 he really did something great with that first step act, and he did more than just talk about it. Yes. Joe Biden actually is the person, along with Bill Clinton, that beefed up the the three strikes act and was trying to take a lot of criminals off the street. And for some reason, people have read that to be against black folks. But if people knew about that, I, I think they tend to be more voting conservative than Democrat. That's good. That's the, the sad part is the, the news media has so twisted yeah. everything that, you know, um, I, I think it's from Prager University. They have a great video, five minute history, um, you know, of the, this issue with Republican and, and Democrat and that it was Republicans that had the first, you know, black, um, you know, people in their, uh, in the Senate and in the House, way mm -hmm. before Democrats, um, the Republican Party has been, you know, so for um, black people all along. Any equality, not putting them down as victims, but mm -hmm. as equals. Who knows? God might have me here because people that you know, people that your viewers know, may not know some of the things that I'm talking about. And believe me, I'm not shy about talking about it, but first and foremost, I'm a Christian. I know it looks to you like I'm black, but I'm a Christian with new <laughs> DNA. So my DNA cautions me to walk in love. I, I, I was driving today and saw a sign in the churchyard that said, Black Lives Matter. And I had to remember that I was a Christian because I was tempted to be offended. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to be offended, but I, I but I really couldn't be offended because they're trying to help. Yeah. They're trying yeah. to be loving. They yeah. don't realize that the founders of the organization Black Lives Matter are out to destroy the nuclear family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Well, Victor, you know, I, I have to say I, I'm, I'm so pleased to have you on because you are bringing a, a perspective that we obviously wouldn't get. Um, and, and you're saying little... some things that, you know, if we said it, yeah. we would be in hot water. <laughs> <laughs> do that again do that again victor <laughs> yeah oh wow well. good <clears throat> all right anybody on facebook or youtube i think um um nicholas had something too nicholas you got oh, something yeah, yeah you want me to share that okay so this yeah, is totally ahead. different than the political <laughs> scene but i looked out when i was on uh what is it nbc news down at the bottom there's this thing 10 robots you may see soon and so i looked at it and it talked about virtual reality in the area of food. And so they have, are they're testing or they're using ways to hack into your taste buds. Uh, we already know about the visual things. So there was a restaurant, you go there, you put on glasses and you see a whole different visual experience like fish swimming around your food or something, stuff weird like that. But the, the taste thing really stuck out to me where um, they, they already figured out, you know, they mapped out your tongue or your taste buds and what they all do, but they can, they can hack that so that even if you're using these chopsticks that have whatever electrodes in them, uh, it'll taste different. It'll enhance the taste. And then if you have a, a was it champagne glass, something like that, it'll enhance the taste of it. The other part of it was um, diet goggles that enhance <laughs> or enlarge, scale up the size of the food you're eating. And so that um, if you've heard, you know, mindful eating or, wow, I, I don't feel like I'm eating a lot or you feel like you're eating a lot, it messes with your head. And so it, um, it, uh, was it uh, could reduce the amount of food a person eats by 10%. Your mind and your stomach can finally be on the same page. But the interesting thing I thought about all of that and why it interested me was this last week I watched uh, the movie uh, Ready Player One, which is basically a, a dystopian 2045 set movie where every the, the world's gone to pot, everybody's in VR land, and it's a beautiful place in there. And I thought of it on two levels. One, I thought, wow, of course, when Hollywood comes out with a movie, there can be real prophetic overtones. So I said, the thing yeah. I'm supposed to see here from the Lord is that what they're experiencing, this alternate reality where they have alternate avatars and superpowers and all this is like a heavenly realm where they are, you know, all the stuff you read about the saints and Justin Paul Abraham talking about all these ecstatic experiences that can happen. They're experiencing that in the heavens in this place called the oasis in the movie so i thought that's what i take away from it but then the part i don't want to take away from it is when you're talking about changing the country and where's our country heading i'm like wondering by 2045 uh will we all be stuck not you know right now our paradigm is everybody's stuck in the iphone or their smartphone but yeah. will everybody be stuck in an alternate version where all their senses are hacked <laughs> and for all intents and purposes they're kind of in a bubble like the matrix and they can even be taken over. In this movie in particular, they had loyalty centers where people, it was like a jail, and they couldn't take the heads off. They couldn't get out of it. They were in jail. <laughs> so that was like a real negative side of that whole existence. But for us, I think of Christopher Carter, where he talks about where he was challenged to, he calls it going up in dimensions versus going down. And so going down is when you move from, right now I'm in a room with three dimensions, you know, we're also in a Zoom experience, which is maybe it's, it's got its benefits, but maybe it's a down. I don't know. Is it up or down? That's that's where I'm at, at the dilemma. What's up or down? Gil, I've heard you talk about how technology, hey, that can be a good thing. And so you don't just down the technology. So where is technology good and bad? Uh, going down, you're stuck in your phone, you're in a two-dimensional space or getting stuck in a, a VR goggle uh, for your life. But going up in dimensions is when you're maybe ascending and you're going into the heavenlies and all of a sudden you're um you have remote sight or um infused knowledge word of knowledge the superpowers of god and what are we intended to be uh gil you mentioned once in an ascension well nicholas i think you're tall in the spirit you saw me as taller so like what does my avatar look like and what can it do especially in the context of human trafficking what can i do what court system can i be part of in the heavenlies along mm. with uh, Victor and Michael and Gil and Adina, if we all did that together, what we're going to do at the end of this session, go into the heavens. You know, so what world can I be part of that's maybe an up in dimension? So that part, I just, you know, I thank the Lord for that movie yeah. and just seeing this cool stuff. The dilemma of is technology good or bad? Is it black and white? Or um, 
you know, is it got shades? Yeah, I think it's still unfolding. I don't, I don't know that we know exactly where technology <laughs> is uh, going to take us and what it's going to do with us, because it may <laughs> be more powerful than we ever intended. So there, there's a lot I could talk about on that, but I know we got some people online that are sharing some things too. Uh, Dr. Chris <clears throat> shares every nation and its people contributes to global success, and yes, we fully yeah. agree with that, and we love. Uh, every nation, and I, I love the picture in Revelation, every tongue, every tribe gathered around the throne of, of Yahweh. And uh, we believe we can step into that now, that each nation brings their contribution in. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Any other news from you guys? All right. So last thing we want to look at, because uh, we're going to ask Father about engaging with the, the fires. Uh, the West Coast seems to be on fire. It seems like the entire West Coast. And it's no laughing matter because it is actually very serious. It's uh, We even got a call from our friends uh, who lost their house in the Paradise Fire. And apparently Paradise is on fire again. Um, so it, it is um, pretty incredible. And I know California is now at a, at a spot where they have lost more land to fire this year than they ever have, uh, I guess, for the last 33 years. So my parents have been evacuated a number of days uh, from Southern California. And we have, you know, people um, I know on Facebook that were uh, messaging us saying, please pray yeah, because of the level of uh, fires up and down the coast. And, you know, this isn't a surprise to Father. Um, and so uh, in groups earlier today, we were engaging on this as well. And I uh, just want to see if Father has more for us tonight. So any other comments on Facebook, YouTube, uh, you guys on Zoom? Anything What's else? happening, Gil, I think it brings to the forefront. See, I sincerely believe that our walk with God, a life serving Jesus Christ, is really the answer to every problem. And as these fires rage and people get more fearful and they get more endangered, at the end of the day, to be absent from here is to be present with the Lord. So whatever experience that we have while we are here, if it ends up taking us out of here, it's just an opportunity for us to, to exact our faith. I mean, certainly we all, we don't want to leave. We don't want to be hurt. But if we can eliminate the fear by drawing in closer to Jesus and understanding that all things work together for good for them that yeah. love God and according to his, and are called to, to his purpose. If, if we can simply just draw close to him, I know it's a, it's, it's a hard thing to manage and it might even <clears throat> seem foolish to some people, but we cannot fear death that's what being a christian is all about yeah, yeah it is a big fire, step so. and a big challenge yeah yeah and the fires uh yeah obviously have taken lives and and Property livelihood and, yeah. um so as we engage uh anybody else on facebook or youtube uh, or any this time before we step in michael did you have something uh, uh, no, I mean, obviously, you know, we've seen a lot of fires even up the West Coast all the way into Canada as well. Uh, we had a bunch of fires interior wise and other things. Seems like most of that is in control. But yes, all the way up, we, we got smoked out a little bit yesterday from uh, fires in Washington State uh, yeah. as well. And so, yes, we, we certainly feel that here on the West Coast in Canada as well. Yeah. Right. And smoke everywhere. I mean, here in Colorado, we've had fires, too. And it can't even see the, the ridges, uh, you know, that are that are right here uh, close by. But uh, today it's been clear after the snow. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and step in and, and see what Father wants to do. And Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to uh, be able to engage with you through Yeshua and in Yeshua. We come boldly before your throne. And we're just asking, Father, what you have for us tonight what you have for this group and everybody watching. Um, we are one. We are one with you. And we are one body. And we're asking, Father, what are you doing? What do you have for us tonight? So just begin to share whatever it is you're getting, you're seeing, you're perceiving. It's important to hear each and every person's part.
just encourage you if you're on YouTube and Facebook, please uh, share um, right in the comments. I was thinking as we were talking earlier about um, Josiah's fire. Uh, it's a book about an autistic kid who uses an iPad to bring prophetic words from the Lord. And so um, his name means fire, fire of the Lord. And one of the chapters he talked about, this made me, I, I thought about this when Victor was talking about how it's hard to manage that God is in these things in the midst of obviously the, the havoc on the surface that's going on. But he had a chapter called um, Trials to Truth. And it talked about allowing the trials in our life. His insight was much like Victor's. These trials are bringing us closer to Christ so we can be perfected. And so it made me think, Lord, when I go through trials, and Josiah said this too, how can we quickly align our mindset so we don't dangle and just hang out and, and perpetually live in misery within that trial, but somehow align our minds so that we can get the benefit and come to the truth of the matter. And so, Lord, I ask right now too is, as we're asking to see what you are doing, show us, Lord, this, it's a big fire bigger than us, but what is it that this group of people right now need to see? What is the truth that you will allow us to see at this time so that we can speak it forth? You've brought us together for this time. We don't expect you want to show us necessarily everything you might, but what are we entitled to see so that we can speak it forth and bring light into this realm? In Jesus' name. I see Father in the fire. He's in the fire, and I, I think that is part of the message he's wanting to us to get and understand is Father is in the fire. Yeah. In the past, when we've had encounters dealing with fire, um, the being of fire came and, and taught us about holy fire and unholy fire. We see that differentiation in Scripture. And even now, it's like I can see this hand uh, drawing um, through the fire, kind of a boundary line. Hmm. Father, do we have permission or do you have instruction for us in dealing with the fires or anything else that you want us to see or understand? But I see you in the fire. I see him taking us higher because in order to deal with these things, we can't do it from this realm. We need to go up higher. And I see in the heavenly realm, it's as if there's this deck. There's this deck. And I've seen this deck many, many times. And it's where people have gone who understand their power and authority over weather and over um, the elements. And I see them gather on these decks and they look over into the earth realm and they begin to speak to specific things. And I see many people on this deck right now, and they're speaking now to the fires. They're just beginning to speak. They've been given permission. Father is given that authority to speak to the fires in order to start bringing them down. So Father, we thank you for this. And just begin now to speak to the fires, to bring them down. To bring them down. It's a calming effect. Just as Jesus spoke to the storm and said, Peace and be still. Peace and be still. We speak to the fires. Peace. Be still. Calm. Yes. And Lord, just like Gil was saying, that there are people who are called to certain <laughs> aspects of power. Uh, in ministry, in this case over the elements, and I'm reminded of how my wife and I were dealing with the situation, and we thought, ah, we just don't know how to, it was a healing issue, but someone else gave us a word, and someone else prayed, and they had the, they had the solution, so in this same way, Lord, maybe some of us on this call have that, and some of us are, are not that, but Lord, uh, using that same fire imagery, we ask that you fan the flame on the spiritual gifts, and stir up the people who are particularly um, gifted with that or just you've given them that key of the kingdom and let those decks that Gil was talking about be filled with people. Let them just sense right now, yes. uh, you know, telepathically, quantumly, let them be entangled with that and let them say, you know what? I have the ability to do that. 
and they might not know that they do, encourage them, fan the flame on it, Holy Spirit, and let those decks be filled and let them pour out that spiritual water on that fire. Or mm. <laughs> and conversely, as the fire is going on, let the that Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego spirit be upon people. They look and they say, there's a fourth person in here and we're okay. We are we just lost our house. We lost a person. We lost this, but we are still it as well with our soul. And so bring people quickly through the trial to the truth. And Lord, we pray that we pray that the, uh, again, like Gil was saying, the fires will also come down, but your will will be accomplished quicker than longer. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that picture of the, the people on the deck and I'm getting this image of I actually, I'm, I think I'm seeing hundreds, hundreds of people, and it's it's almost like the sign of um, this next stage, yeah. Aquarius, where they're all bowed on one knee and they're with these water pots and they're pouring out over the deck into the earth, this water. But it's not just regular water. This is spiritual water, and it's not just pouring out onto the fires, but it's pouring out onto the earth to begin affecting things in such a way that those who are fighting the fires will have greater wisdom, greater favor, greater anointing, who are fighting it in the physical, and that things are coming together, that the fires are subsiding. Marianne says, I feel like the fires are connected with hearts and that we also speak yeah. peace to people's hearts. Yes, we agree. We speak peace and shalom over the fires. Yes. Larry says, I'm seeing round boulders in the shape of three piled into a small monument. Then Nicholas mentioned the marking of time as an event in history that we can overcome and learn from. The fire is exactly that, an opportunity to overcome in vast amounts. Yes. Mm -hmm. And part of it to understand that uh, fire is a natural part of nature, yeah. um, of clearing out land, bringing um, new life. And so there's places where Father may, um, that may be part of his plan, mm -hmm. but... Uh, it's interesting because um, seeing the Father in the fire for me means that he is in the fires. And now obviously not the destruction of people and, and, and anything of that nature, but, but that... Um, where Yeshua spoke to the, the, the wind and the sea uh, and the storm that, uh, that he had relationship with these things. Yeah. And that the Father showing us that he's in the fire already tells us we have relationship. We have relationship. And so speak to it from a place of relationship mm -hmm. to bring the calming, to bring the shalom, to bring the peace. Joyce says, as the Father is reigning in these fires, um, I see rain, uh, it rain to ex extinguish the flames. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Water from heaven. When you were talking about a dividing line earlier, and then I, I flipped back to our former conversation about the contrast between the heat and the cold that's come in, the, the snow in four or five states. And huh. Father, is there anything to that? I, I don't know, I'm not a weatherman. Is that an anomaly that has some significant significance to us spiritually that you would show us why so close side by side is such heat and destruction and so close is abnormal cold and uh, snow? Hmm. Hmm. Is there a dividing line? Is that cold, the antidote that will move into there and, 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 and bring it to a close? Is there anything, Father? I don't want to invent mm -hmm. it, Lord. Just mm -hmm. show us if there is something to that, please. It feels like there's many different elements involved. Um, there's the weather factor and then the conditions and the fire and is it's just multi-dimensional uh, what is going on and part of that being uh, creation groaning um, and the shift of the ages it feels like it's all of those 
uh, things mixed together. I feel like part of what's happening tonight is the call is going out. So if you're listening to this, whether live or recording, that um, share it with others to engage that if they're called to go to these decks in the heavens, if they're called to reign and rule over these uh, elements, that they, number one, learn that it's done through relationship and that they would begin to move into position because I, I don't know if there's a critical mass of people needed and necessary to be on that deck to cause things to begin to really shift. I don't know. But I, I do believe that there generally is a, a, a certain amount of people, but it's usually a whole lot less than we, we think. Because when the Father is calling people forward, um, it doesn't take that many people to turn the world upside down when they're working with the Father. But just let the word go out that people need to be stepping into their places. Wow. People need to be stepping into their places in the heavens, yes. taking the authority that is already theirs and beginning to operate in it. So Marilyn says, Amen, Amen. How do we pray to divert the microwave weapons? They have exposed some of the NWO weapons to clear land and drive people to cities for control, the UN agenda. And I believe, Marilyn, part of it is what we're doing tonight. And, and what I was sensing from Father is unity is the big key. And so I see us all on that deck um, with the Father. And I see the, the being of wind join us, the being of fire join us. Um, I don't know if it's a being of weather or heat or cold. I'm not sure how it's all differentiated, but they're there with us. And it's as we unite together with nature, with the Father, and we're working together, this is where things change. This is where things shift. Hmm. And hmm. so unity is the key. I uh, think Larry too. Says, yes, I agree. <laughs> with the relationship, I too see the father in the fire, but I was holding his hand mm. and walking with him. And then Debbie says, like Elisha telling Gehazi, go look and see, even if it's the fist of a cloud, let's speak and create storm yes. clouds coming. Yes, good, good. Nicholas, go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking somewhere in our conversation, we were talking about being controlled and being oppressed. And then the counter side of that, of course, is and I think you know, maybe Aquarius even has something to do with this, a realm of creativity that we're meant to wake up and not be under low grade anxiety, but we're meant to create. Uh, sometimes I wake up with low grade anxiety. I'm like, what is the root of this? Why do I feel oppressed? And then I, I lean over into love and creativity. But when folks feel that oppression, uh, as you see in, you know, just in different places where they feel like the government oppresses them, sometimes they'll riot and they'll rise up. And I almost wonder if there'll be an element of people that are harvested to go to those decks because they say, you know what? I'm tired of just taking this as it is. Like you're saying, you'll send out this message. When it's sent out, some people will look and instead of just saying, I wonder when the fires will go away, they'll all of a sudden be fanned by the Holy Spirit to say, yes. you are the one, go on yes. the deck, speak. And they'll, write, yes. they'll rise up because first it's indignation. I'm not going to take this anymore. I can't live like this. We're not going to live like I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm part of the kingdom. I'm not going to live like this. And the Lord says, that's right. Now engage. He puts them on the deck. Uh, and just that riot word makes me think of an old Carmen album called Riot. And it stood for righteous invasion of truth. And again, the trial that brings us to the truth. And so Lord, raise up. Uh, you know, you raise up people in all sorts of ways, but if there's a segment of the population, stir them. I don't want to cause people angst, but you know, if you're, if you're causing them some angst, then praise you, Lord, do what you need to do through your ways and means, stir up that segment of your kingdom to just say, wait a minute, I'm not taking this lying down. I want to do something. We can do something. I want to be creative and Lord nudge them and show them the stairway to that deck so they can fulfill their God-given role, particularly with 
this weather so they can go and talk and say, Whoa. fire, I understand you. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciate who you are and what you do. And let's work together to, yes. um, you know, the trial is over. The Lord's worked through the people. And so now let's turn this around and start the restoration and the, and the you know, the latter wow. part wow. of Job's life, the latter blessing for yes. them. Wow. Yeah, I, I simply oh, uh, affirm that that I believe we're being people are being called to actually speak to the fire, and and uh, I sense that a lot. I, I was remind, reminded by the father of a fire that was sweeping across in Zimbabwe, where I have our orphanage there, and uh, a fire. My daughter was staying there at the time, and the fire was sweeping across and was coming across a field right going to overtake our property and our buildings, and uh, where the, a bunch of the kids were, and and and. Um, uh, people all around me engaged in heaven and just set up a wall of protection. And literally the fire came, hit the fence line and just repelled back and burned itself out um, on the wow. edge of the property within feet of the building. And I, I just, uh, as Nicholas was speaking, I just sense that authority that, that he's calling yes. people to, uh, that authority to, to set up. I, Gil, I had the same sense as a father walking through, and it wasn't, I didn't have an immediate sense that it's going to go out right away, but what he's wanting to do is people to begin to speak with authority to at least redirect, to protect, yes. and, and to, and there's still a little more burning that's going to be happening, but people begin to step up to the authority they've been given in the midst of it. No, that's so good. And, and to understand that uh, just because these people are engaging with it doesn't mean it goes out right away. But I think the most important part is that people are engaging, that yeah. by faith, people are moving into their places of authority. And that's what the father's looking for, for the sons to arise and start taking their place. Because I believe there is a critical mass. That's my own personal belief, yeah. that there is a critical mass and that when the, enough of the sons rise up and take their place, things will begin to shift in a massive way. And I've got more, but I know Adina's got some too. <laughs> uh, Lynn Hall says, I heard all hands on deck. And so <laughs> oh, that just wow. totally goes with on that. Deck. <laughs> and then Larry says, so important that we govern from heaven to earth, not earth to heaven. Our yes. authority is in heaven. Yes. Yes. So one of the things that I, I felt while, Nicholas, you were speaking is that not only are people rising up and taking their places to deal with the elements, but there are people that are starting to rise up now and realize they have authority to speak against the darkness, the dark spirits that are behind all the, the, the garbage that's happening, the hate, the chaos, the destruction, you know, from the, the rioters and, and just bringing peace by just beginning to take authority over the darkness you know, the spirit of hate, the spirit of confusion, the spirit of chaos, just whatever spirit the Father shows you, that you will begin to take authority over these and that you will come in. You, and I see you at your arm side, you know, shoulder to shoulder, come the spirits of shalom and love and peace, that these are coming in as you are dispersing the darkness, that more and more people are engaging. And again, there is going to be the engagement process, which is the important process for each person to engage with because we have to start stepping up and believing and stepping in by faith to engage these things and to do these things. We have to take action in the spirit realm before we take action in the physical. Yep, and it seems like, too, we're, we're looking at the fires and you're talking about other areas, government, things like that, that it could be there's a phase as we're moving into this next stage where we're all at first kind of called to be generalists. We're being awakened and we see the, the, the whole gamut of things we could be involved in. But like I know Gil and Adina, you have um, in your Ultimate Impact series, you have three series and you're looking to add a fourth where it's like, all right, now that you've, you've gotten you, the hang of ascending and seeing and asking the Father, but people might feel overwhelmed because what do I do? It's like there's a fourth series that you're looking to put together where people can start identifying where their niche is. And then just like any good HR in a company, they say, this is where we can really effectively use you in this company because this is where you would thrive best. So Lord, I also just say, uh, just echo this, the folks on the deck with the fires, 
the folks that stand for human trafficking, the folks that um, buffer uh, the political, the good things that we want to see come out of politics in our land so that politics could be a good thing in our land. And it's not just uh, politics, but that all the institutions in our nation and our country and our world will just be mirror, reflex mirror reflections of the imprint of heaven. So Lord, show each one of us who we are, who our immediate clan is, and just our bigger and bigger spheres of influence. So we can do one, we can purge and say no to the things that would just waste and sap our time and leave us feeling overwhelmed and, and underperforming. And two, that we can really excel and we can feel just enlivened in the purpose for which you've called us and the people to which you've called us so that we can do it in community and not rely on ourselves, but work together. So Lord, bring Amen. us forth as the, the kingdom people, show us our place and let this world experience some great leaps and bounds as we move from phase one generalist to phase two specialists. Amen. Amen. And so we, we're going to be wrapping up here in just a second. We got a few more from uh, Facebook and YouTube. Um, Jean says, Amen. We stand and we speak the power of life against destruction. Mm -hmm. The test shall always come. And so we say, let life reign. We bless and yes. send forth rain to cover the land, not just over the physical fire, but over the fire in men's souls, life, yes. liberty, and love. Lynn says, are you under the weather or over the weather? And that is <laughs> a good, good, that's good, a good comment. And, and part of it in learning from Chris Carter is learning that we're in relationship. Mm -hmm. And so seeing us together on the deck with wind and with fire and with mm -hmm. the different elements is that we're working together with father. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Um, Marilyn says, I see large groups of believers, not rioting, but worshiping the midst of the riots, bringing down power, love and glory. Yes, yes. we agree with that. Yes. Well, we love all of you. We thank you for being with us tonight. Encourage you to get the word out and share. And, um, you know, we can't use every story that comes, but if you have a story that you'd like to yes. share, please send it to our email at info at kingdomtalksmedia.com. And uh, join us. We, we're just excited to have each and every one of you here and believing that when we're stepping into the heavens, we're making a difference. And the news that we're bringing, we're, we're bringing with uh, just asking the Father what we need to bring in um, and just looking at how he may want to change things up as we continue to move forward. I love our new panel, um, Nicholas and Michael and Victor, and, and there's going to be guests that will be coming in as well. So it's going to be good. So continue to, to, to share it. And um, I think that's it. Do we yeah. have anything else? All right. Love you all. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.